Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts. Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go. Happy Friday, Bridge. Hi, sis. Happy Friday. Oh my goodness. What a, what a week. What a week. That's what all a I'm gonna week. Say. Holy cow. Where do we even start with a week like this? I know. Ugh, just one week ago, I was texting with you and you were on a trip with Johnny and some of your high school buddies to my home state, Colorado. Um, and you're experiencing some complications. You hadn't announced something big that was coming. And mm-hmm. it just, the whole weekend had a, you know, took a turn. So would you mind sharing your story about last week, last Friday for yeah. all of our listeners? Yeah. I first want to um, just share that um, like I, Ken's and I have talked a lot about this episode. I really like had to pray about if I wanted to share this. And um, I just, especially after today, which, which we're going to get into towards the end of the episode with um you know, just things that we're experiencing after the CDC announcement of, you know, lifting the mask mandate only for people who have had the vaccine. Um, As I was praying through this week, like, do I want to share my experience? Um, I'm still really in a vulnerable place. Like I only miscarried a week ago today um, or found out about it a week ago today. And I want to share because I do think in my heart of hearts that it is definitely related to things that we are seeing right now, um, exposure to the vaccine and everything. And so I want to share this because if there is any woman out there that is experiencing something like this and thinks that she is crazy, or maybe there's a gut feeling that's telling you, um, that you don't want to be around people who have recently been vaccinated, I feel very convicted for the for the sake of those women to share my story. So basically what happened was um I had I was expecting um and the time that Johnny and I um went on a trip with our friends which was last week I was about 11 weeks pregnant. And so we decided like one week shy of when they tell you, you can announce and it was almost mother's day and everything was healthy. Um, everything that had checked out as totally healthy up until that point. And so we decided what the heck we're going to share, um, this exciting news with everyone on mother's day that we are expecting our third baby. So, um, we were going on a trip that weekend and, um, Actually, the backstory leading up to this is I I had friends that I knew of who were pregnant and very close along in um, how far along I was. So, you know, Ken's is many months ahead of me, right? At that point, mm-hmm. way farther along. But I had a couple friends who were actually still in first trimester. So we had been messaging back and forth. A few of those friends had messaged me and said, hey, are you reading these things about the possibility of the spike protein shedding and what that means for pregnant women. And honestly, at that point, that was like 
two or three weeks before my miscarriage, I had no idea what they were talking about. So if you're listening to this and you're like, what the heck are they even saying? That was me a few weeks ago. I was like, okay, that's crazy. That's just another thing for me to worry about. That's another thing for me to have anxiety about. But the more information that these friends started sending me, the more worried I got. And so I actually started to actively avoid people that had told me, of course, we can't avoid everybody. We can't avoid the world. And we don't know when strangers have had their vaccine. But if I heard someone who I was working with or a friend who I was meeting say that they just had their vaccine, there was something in me, there was an instinct that said, okay, maybe I need to avoid them. Maybe I should drive in a separate car or maybe I should just leave you know, the office if I hear something. There were instances where I started to feel nervous. Um, so I did start to try to control that to the best of my ability, but we really can't control what we can't control. So, um, we were getting on the plane, leaving for our trip. And I just had a very bad feeling. Um, I don't usually spot during pregnancy. I know that some people have spotting, um, in first trimester, but I have never had that. Um, and so I just told Johnny, I have a really bad feeling about this. Like I need to see an OB like the second we land in Denver. And so I texted my friend, Shawl, who's actually a retreat team leader on our retreat. And she lives in Colorado and she um, sent me the contact of her OB. And so um, unbeknownst to me, they were a Catholic practice. They were so welcoming and they said, yes, as soon as you land, come to our office, we will give you an ultrasound. And, you know, I didn't even know that they were, you know, Catholic or religious. But when we got there, there was a chapel in the middle of their OB office. Um, so I immediately felt at peace. I was very worried, but I still just felt like, you know, thank God we're surrounded by people who value life and who, um, who just have, um, you know, morals and virtue. And, and we were just so blessed to be around those people at this time. So we go back in there and, um, uh, another thing that I want to note for this timeline is that Two weeks prior to this happening, I had had a perfectly healthy ultrasound. Everything was perfect. So at nine weeks, because I'm high risk, um, actually it was eight weeks, um, they gave me an early ultrasound and everything was perfect. Baby looked perfect. Uterus looked perfect. The heartbeat was strong. I had had a full panel of blood work done and I actually had more extensive blood work than the average pregnant woman because um, I have had low iron in the past and things like that. So they did like everything you can imagine and everything came back healthy. And that's really what gave me the motivation to share with everybody I work with and everyone locally, even though we hadn't shared it on social media, um, I told, I pretty much announced to everybody in our immediate circle um, the few days, unfortunately, before we found out. So we land in Denver, we get to the OB, she um, pulls up the ultrasound and I think the saddest part about the ultrasound was how healthy the baby looked to me and Johnny. We, we didn't even know that we had miscarried. We thought that the baby was fine because of how normal everything looked. And um, so 
she started looking around and um she took a little bit longer and then she was like i i want to do um I want to look inside you too. And then when she went inside, she was like, I'm so sorry to tell you guys this, but um, there is no heartbeat. And, um, you know, I have had, I had a miscarriage before a very early miscarriage before I had my two children who I have now. And I just want to explain how different this experience was. Mm -hmm. Um, when I had an early miscarriage, it was at six weeks and there was no baby formed. Um, it was called a blighted ovum. And basically the only thing that had formed was the yolk sac. Of course, we still see this as a life and it was still so sad. Um, but just to put in perspective, um, that was a completely random occurrence and they had a reason for it. They had a name for that type of Mm -hmm a um, miscarriage and any woman can experience this type of miscarriage. So basically it's unrelated to the health of the mother. A blighted ovum is completely random and it can happen to any woman. So the reason why I share that is because, you know, on social media, I've shared that I did have a miscarriage previous to this one, but the experience was so vastly different that um, it just, this one feels very off to me. It's very hard to explain, but because everything was so healthy leading up to this, um, it was just so shocking. And so I started just, you, you know, when you're so upset that you just don't even have control of your words. Mm -hmm. I, I had no filter. I just started bawling my eyes out and saying, I know why this happened. I know why this happened. I know why this happened. And the doctor said to me, why, like, what, like, what do you think was the cause? And I said, in the past week, I have been around a significant amount of people who have had the vaccine. And she looked and I said, I know you think I'm crazy. I know you probably think I'm crazy. And she looked at me and she said, you are not crazy. She was like, you are not the first woman to come in here and tell us this. And so at that point, I just was really, I mean, there's heartbreak because of the miscarriage, but then there's anger at the thought of what if this is true, even in the sliver of a chance that this is true, how just horrifying to think that this could be happening to other women. So, um, she continued to assure me it wasn't like a one-time thing. She continued to look around my uterus, to look at the baby. She took tons of pictures. And at the end of her entire examination, she goes, I want to tell you again that you are not crazy. And she, she said, your baby looked perfect and your uterus looked perfect. And so anyways, I, I really felt strongly and I'm very, I'm just so happy that, you know, Mackenzie for many days was encouraging me to share this and it's not easy to share because you're very vulnerable. And the last thing you want to hear is anybody that I'm not saying people, everyone needs to agree with this or think that it's true, but, um, if you even Google this, women thinking that their miscarriage was caused by vaccine shedding, you will be met with tons of articles that are saying women across the internet are falsely accusing this of happening. And what really upsets me about that is how can you silence 
hundreds of people that have had a similar experience. Um, it just makes you think that why are they so actively trying to silence these women instead of interviewing them? If you Google this right now, there is not a single interview by a woman or multiple women because there are thousands of women that are putting their experience out right now. Not a single one of them is being given a breath of a chance to talk about this. And so I just want to share this because we obviously don't know and maybe we won't know if there's a connection to this for months, but Ken's and I have been doing our research on this and I mean, Ken's, you can speak to the women who have reached out to you, but it's not just me. And so we both felt so strongly about coming on and talking about it. Absolutely. Thank you, sis, for sharing that. It's not easy. This is such a heavy topic. Um, But you said something at the end that I want to point out, and that's that we won't know for months. We won't know for months Mm -hmm. what this cause was. So let's just think about that for a second. This vaccine has not been out long enough for conception to, to the whole utero to right, a woman to go through nine months of exactly pregnancy. yeah nine months plus how about the first year of the baby's life right 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 it hasn't even been that long so how can you ever shut a mother up and by the way as moms as women we all know we we have this gift of knowing <laughs> when things are off mm-hmm. exactly and you don't have to be an anti-vaxxer you don't have to be a pro-vaxxer whatever I have heard so many women who, by the way, fully vaccinate their children who will not get this vaccine because strictly because of the research and because it is not FDA approved. I forgot to share when um, I was talking about the timeline, when the, when the OB had um, taken all the pictures, she said, um, you know, how far along are you? And I said 11 weeks and she measured the baby and she said, um, okay, well, by the looks of this, you, the baby passed away a week ago oh gosh, and yes. a week ago is the time frame that the, um, vaccine was made fully available to the public starting at age 16 in the, in the area that I live in. And so if there had been any sort of surge of people going out to get their first or second shot, um, whether it's people in the vicinity of me at work or picking up my kids from school or the grocery store, wherever I was, wherever other women have been who have miscarried um, in this past two, three week time frame, um, this is the heaviest time frame of people who have been um, vaccinated. And mm-hmm. so I guess the timeline is really what is freaking me out the most about this whole thing. And the amount be because I personally know three women in this month um, alone since, since the vaccine was made known to the public, specifically the second dose when people were getting their second doses. Mm-hmm. Um, three women, three of my friends have miscarried within the last two weeks. Um, and then you also know people, but which you can share. But I want to also say, that I was with a group of women, um, a bunch of different groups the past couple of weeks for whatever reason. And without even bringing this topic up, because I've avoided it, because honestly, it's upsetting to feel 
forced to do anything <laughs> that mm-hmm. I don't want to do. So I would mm-hmm. rather just respect people's opinions and leave it be. Exactly. But I did not bring it up at all. And many women I was with, I would say four of them, were saying how messed up their periods were after getting their second dose. The first shot was fine. No symptoms. I got my second dose. I've had the worst period or I've lost my period or I've had pains in my breast or I I don't know when I'm going to get a period again. Yeah. These are all things <laughs> I've heard from multiple women. Yeah. It, it reminds me of the birth control pill a little bit, but it is. It, there's something about the bleeding. It is causing um, severe clotting in women. You can look this up. There are pictures of women on social media, online. Um, you may need to go onto search engines other than Google, but there are thousands of women, I mean, even posting pictures of the severity of their periods. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, if you follow, um, there's a woman on Instagram called her account is echo unafraid. And she has started a website, um, that women can go on and start logging their experiences. And I've actually been talking to her. She, she has a massive account. I honestly did not think she would be able to even see my DM. And she immediately responded to me and started talking to me about the experience that I had. Um, she has a website that you can go to right now and you can read everything we're talking about. It's called risemamarise.com. And she is cataloging all of the entries that women are submitting about miscarriage and periods that are irregular. And um, I just, I was talking to her about it and she was like, you are not alone. Hundreds of women are experiencing this. Um, So I would just encourage anybody who is just wanting to learn more about this. Unfortunately, Google is scrubbing all of this, which is a whole other level of concern. Why are they so eager to hide this? You know, we are truly the land of the free and the home of the brave. Then Mm -hmm. anybody in the world should be able to write their experiences about something and it should be able to remain on the internet. Absolutely. Hey guys, are you looking for an opportunity this summer to connect and build community with other women of faith? There are a few spots left on our Imago Day beach retreat, and we would love you to join us in sunny Florida, June 24th through 27th for a weekend of spiritual and professional development filled with prayer, relaxation, movement, networking, and even a professional photo shoot. For more information and to sign up, visit unraveledpodcast.net slash retreats. So let's talk about what that looks like when we hear the word shedding, because it it has to do with the spike protein and the placenta and, and basically um, early on in pregnancy with maybe someone who is um, vaccinated, either sharing air or sitting next to somebody skin to skin mm-hmm. who is unvaccinated. Can you go into that a little bit? bridge and we won't get too scientific. We will share what we know, but then we will leave it up to you guys if you are interested to learn more. And obviously we personally respect you mm-hmm. as a, the human person to make any decision um, regarding the vaccine that mm-hmm. you want. You you do your research. You make your decision out of mm-hmm. a place of peace and you know no fear just through prayer. We yeah. do not judge that. What we are saying is this does need to be talked about mm-hmm. and we can't shut women up for who are dealing with horrific things right now. 
regarding it? Yeah. I mean, I think that I couldn't agree more with all of that. Like, please, you know, don't send us messages about defending, you know, your choice to get the vaccine because Ken's and I, like, we respect that. This is literally just us sharing our experiences and what we're hearing. It's not in any way, um, this is not creating, we're not trying to create a platform for argument about this. We're just sharing information to add to the information that's already out there because Mm -hmm. We strongly feel like there is a lack of information on this side of things. So basically, we are not doctors. Don't don't send us messages reminding us of that. We absolutely know that we are not doctors. But we have spent the last week talking to many people, doing lots of research. I have been reading so many articles about this and watching so many videos. So this is the small portion of my understanding of what could possibly be happening. Mm -hmm. So the spike protein, which is in the two COVID-19 vaccines, it's not in the Johnson and Johnson, um, but we'll just speak to the other ones. Um, There is a theory that like any vaccine, there's many vaccines that have, that have proof, scientific proof that they shed. So the MMR, for example, sheds to a degree. Um, So with the spike protein in the COVID-19 vaccine, there is a theory that says um, if you are in proximity to someone who has been recently vaccinated, that um, they could be shedding portions of the spike protein through um, through their hormones, through their like their sweat through mm-hmm. however you secrete things in your body. And that spike protein has been trained to attack viruses. There is a gene in the in a woman's body that I might be pronouncing wrong, but it's um I, I believe it's cysynctine. It's S-Y-N-C-Y-T-I-N. Mm-hmm. And that is a gene that actually behaves in a woman's body like a virus, but it is not a virus. It actually helps grow a healthy placenta. Wow. So this theory that is not being talked about enough, in my opinion, is that the spike protein is attacking the cysynctine gene, which is the way that the placenta grows healthily. And the percent, the placenta is how a baby gets its nutrients. So without a healthy placenta, no healthy baby. And um, I think a reason why it's so important that we raise the awareness of this is I probably spoke to three doctors in my experience of miscarriage in this past week. The only question I was asked is, have you had COVID-19 or have you had the COVID-19 vaccine? The one question that nobody asked me is, have you been around anybody who has had the COVID-19 vaccine? And I told all of my doctors, I want you to know and put it in the record Mm -hmm. that no, I did not have the COVID-19 vaccine myself, but I was around many people who had shared with me that they had been recently vaccinated. So if you're listening to this and you have miscarried and you know that you've been around somebody, it is important for doctors and healthcare workers to know that information. And so we can learn about this vaccine and maybe they can make adjustments to it 
or they can just be doing more research. But without our stories, and it's very difficult because a lot of the stories are being censored, but if you can speak to your doctor about this, Mm -hmm. that I think is going to be the grassroots level of how things are going to come to the surface if this in fact is what's happening. Right. And when you say adjustments, it could easily be like, we can't travel to Mexico because there's Zika when we're pregnant. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's always a way that they can adjust. The sad part is, is they're just not even speaking to newly pregnant women. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And that's the issue. Because it's so new. I mean, I, it's why I'm very sensitive to even share because, um, This information is so rapidly happening that I didn't even know about it until a week before I miscarried. I didn't even have enough information to fully feel like, yeah, I should bunker up and stay in my house because I'm still in first trimester of pregnancy. There was so little information for me to learn that I only started to get an inkling of worry. It wasn't enough for me to stay in my house. And so I just think information is power. And if we can help spread this, um, you know, we welcome anyone, like send this to a doctor friend that you know, send this to a nurse friend you know, um, Mm -hmm. as many people who can be talking about this and researching it, whether it's true or untrue, we, we have to get to the bottom of it, whether it's true or untrue. We do. And I think there's something that needs to be said. We Both of us have um, posted Instagram videos the last couple of days just because of the new um, rule that's out that you can either get the vaccine or you can wear your mask the rest of your days. And so I just want to point out, I live in Rapid City, South Dakota, as mm-hmm. our listeners probably know. And that's just not the case here. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a mask since I've moved here in December. And people that's are incredible. living. Right. And people are living freely. To, to put it into perspective, you guys, my husband works with um, surgeons every single day and not one of the nine surgeons he sees is getting the vaccine. Another um, example wow. is my midwife told me absolutely stay away from it. So I think it's really easy to be on social media or watch CNN or watch whatever um, or not watch or read any news and just hear Um, snippets of anecdotal stories and think that every single person is getting this vaccine. And that's just not the truth. What was the article we just read the other day be that um, tries to scare people and make people believe that without it, you, you have no rights. And, and, and I'm sorry, this is America. This is not Nazi Germany. So I'm looking it up right now on Google, um, and it says 35% of Americans have been fully vaccinated, and now they're starting to say they're having to throw away yes. shots because the rest of us are don't feel comfortable. And so it's very interesting timing that there's a slow of people showing up to get them, and now the president is coming out and saying it's very simple, or whatever his tweet wow. said, you can either get vaccinated or stay masked. Like the rules are clear. So wow. to me, that is a threat. That is coercion. If Donald Trump said anything like that, he, he would have been be president. blasted. <laughs> and yet it's okay for, for Joe Biden to be saying this. So it just is infuriating. And I share it on my stories. I'm not kidding you. I've been getting more and more messages since I shared this video, but I basically explained that um, it's a totally different experience for me than it is for Ken's. So 
even when she is sharing with me what she just said to all of us that there are no masks in South Dakota like I can't even imagine that because here in DC you cannot walk anywhere without a mask it is so locked down that they actually have hired people in front of every door to make sure you are wearing your mask before you enter the building i'm not joking you we went to five below with the kids today but this poor girl got the wrath of bridget i feel so bad for her she's like 18 johnny was like coming up to me like bridget she's makes ten dollars an hour for a loan <laughs> because i'm giving her a lecture about how you know they've lifted the, man- the mandate and this poor girl is like the, the she just didn't read it <laughs> just the gatekeeper she has no idea what i'm saying oh. but it's really bad in dc and um so we were touring a gym today and i said so what do you guys you know plan to do like we we don't really need to be wearing masks anymore and they go oh no we're going to be putting people's vaccine cards on file and Johnny and I left and I was so done because we're so excited to join this gym. It's super nice. I was just, just excited about this, this positive thing in our life. And it's like one more thing that we have to be stressed about is that we don't have a vaccine card and yet we want to join this gym. And it just made us think like, okay, what is about to happen? Like what's about to unfold? Wow. And it's just beginning. That's I think that's the scariest part, unless, which is what you shared in your story, unless we start speaking up about it. Like, we have to. We have to start talking. And even with the girl that was at the store that we went into today, to your point – um, I, I was talking to her and I said, okay, well, I just want to let you know that they announced that you don't have to wear your mask anymore in indoor and outdoor. And she said, well, I think our store is still making people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, would you mind just telling your manager that, that, um, customers are starting to ask just so the manager knows like kind of like what customers are saying. And she's like, oh yeah, okay, I'll tell her. And as soon as I walked away with my kids, she had called her manager over and was talking to her about what I had said. So it really is just, we really need to have these conversations. Again, if you live in the Midwest and you are blessed enough, like Mackenzie, we're literally two seconds to be their neighbors at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you are in a state like Virginia or DC, it is so important that you start... um, raising the awareness that you are not comfortable wearing your mask if you're not comfortable if you if you're a mask wearer and you're loving it exactly it's yeah yep absolutely 100 percent. and i think it's easy i think both coasts the west coast and the east coast are the loudest generally um and that's what you know america is known by california new york and you know chicago these big cities but that doesn't make up america there's so many more of us so it's okay to be truthful and honest and, and loud, not mm-hmm. violent, not violent, just speaking our, our peace, you know, just speaking up is so important. And it's, it, I think it's important because like, like not to get deep, but I started to think about this the other day, like what is happening here is so much bigger than COVID. The amount of people that have DM'd me that said they say, I'm so, I agree with everything you're saying. I'm just so afraid to share it myself. 
or I'm so afraid to take my mask off at a restaurant. So I just, I'm, I'm crippled with fear. I can't do it. I don't want someone to come up and yell at me. Mm-hmm. What has happened to our psyche is so mm-hmm. much bigger than what is happening around us. We have to actually train ourselves to not care what people think anymore. because And own it. And own it. Exactly. Just own it and say, if you're nervous walking into church or walking into the restaurant you're about to go into, just say a prayer. Like when Johnny and I went into that restaurant today and we both decided we weren't going to wear our masks, we just quickly said a prayer. And we went in there and we were meeting people and they were masked up and even they looked at us funny. But we just looked Mm -hmm. at each other like, it's you and me, you know, it's just you and me. It doesn't matter. No one else matters, you know? No. Yeah. Amen. And it, I've been on like 10 planes since COVID and I've seen someone get kicked off on every single plane and it's for, just for a small argument or like the mask is not fully to their eyeball or you name it. People are terrified. We're yeah. so scared about what the flight attendant's going to say to us or yeah. we can't live like that. And even if you were for, for the mask wearing and for hiding out in your house, I think we all know it's time that this is done. Yeah. And we can't say done. we all need to get vaccinated. Otherwise yeah. we'll never be over. That's no, that's not true. That, right. that is not true. Right. We don't all need to get a flu shot for the flu to go away. This is unfortunately our country, our world right now. How are we going to adjust and live in a place of freedom? And also, let's all remember that we are going to die. We are all going to die. Bridget and I have, have, we've both shared very sad stories this year of friends or family members that have died this year without any, having anything to do with the COVID, with COVID itself. They have died for other reasons because mm-hmm. we all will. And that yeah. is what happens. And we have to live. We have to live. And why yes. are we living? Who are we living for? Let's remember that. There is a place that we belong and it is not here on earth. Mm-hmm. In fact, heaven's looking beautiful right now. Exactly. I hope I, I hope I make it there because this is not it. I know. I've been thinking that too. I'm like, this is pretty morbid of me, but I've been thinking about heaven a lot more <laughs> just because how am I living here? Exactly. And like what you said is so important. Like life is so short. Are you really living? Like, are you going to live in fear? Because I, we have family members who probably don't even want to see us anymore now that no. we've come out that we're not getting the vaccine. Yeah. And God bless them. I, I hope they change their minds or or maybe their their fears go away. But we are not going to live in fear. Like, that is not who I am. That is not who Johnny is. And we're just, we're not going to do that. And so whether you are someone who has been very fearful of COVID or you're not fearful at all, I think all of us need to respect each other and say, Mm -hmm. I think the best plan, and I'm no Dr. Fauci, but if you're (laughs) afraid stay in your house. I'm so okay. sorry, but the rest of the world needs to live. Like we, we aren't right. afraid and we want to live and mm-hmm. we're not going to all bunker down and wear a mask for the rest of our lives no. because you're afraid. And I mean that with the most respect, with the most love, like, right. but I'm not ever going to mask my kids. And right. I told like, speaking of speaking up, like, the new preschool that they're going to go to in the fall. 
I was so openly against when I found out that they were masking two-year-olds. I sent so much research to the preschool director, to the head of an admin of schools, that even the World Health Organization was saying, we do not recommend masking babies, masking children. That is not good for them. And Mm -hmm. lo and behold, a week later, I reached back out and said, are you are you guys still planning to mask these kids? And I'm not saying that it was because of what I sent them or what I said, but they said, no, we've decided to lift that for the fall. And so whether it was a miracle or whatnot, it is just so important with love and respect to share the information that you know. And when I went in there to those admins, I said, I first and foremost want to say, you guys are heroes for opening your schools in a pandemic. I don't want you to think for a second that I don't know what you did and how heroic that was. However, I think a year later, we need to reevaluate masking children. And I just said it with so much respect. And and all of us can do that. Amen. Amen. And yep, yep. I don't really have anything else to say except I don't care what you do. And Mm -hmm. I don't want people to control me. And I mean that with love and I mean that with respect. I want to live a life of making choices that come from my heart and come from a place of peace. Mm-hmm. And I won't judge yours. I'm really working on loving my neighbor <laughs> this year mm-hmm. and letting people be how how they are supposed to be. It, I am trying to let go of control. Mm-hmm. And part of that is accepting how others are. Yeah. But that also means I have to know myself to my core and what works for me and my family. Yep. And come from that place. And it's always from love. I, you know, I had a DM yesterday and then I'll be done. Someone fighting back on my video um, saying, Mackenzie, what about my body, my choice? I'm so glad you're talking about this. And I said, you know, I knew somebody was going to say this, but listen, it, <laughs> those are two bodies. This is my body and mm-hmm. the body in my, in my tummy right now is my baby. Those are yeah. two. Yeah. So I don't even really want to go down that, that road. I can totally, you know, spend a whole episode talking about that. So can right. right. But I don't have the heart anymore or the anger or animosity right. for my neighbor anymore. It's not there. I used to get so worked up. I know. So heated. And I now know. it's mostly just, I know that you are very convicted in your opinion right now. And I am very convicted. Yeah. So I am going to live and I want you to live too. And if that makes you happy, I am happy for you. This is what brings me joy. Yeah. It's not like anyone listening who has gotten the vaccine or who still plans to. I mean, we we both have no plans to get this. And you've after this episode, everyone knows how we feel about it. But in no way are we judging or eat? We, we hope and pray that none of this stuff has mm-hmm. happened to anybody else and that, and that nobody is harmed by this, but Absolutely. it isn't going to, it's not going to stop us from sharing what, what we've experienced and what we've seen, but it doesn't mean that we are not willing the good of every single person listening to this mm-hmm. or who has followed us. We love all of you guys, I even, I mean, I even had a text message from a close friend who said, you know, I just watched everything you said. I think you said it very well. I agree. Joe Biden should never have said that. 
I just want you to know, like my wife and I got vaccinated, but I respect everything you said. And I, I also respect the choice that me and her made. And I said, I love you too, you know, and I, I hope that everything is well with you guys. And I hope you guys, I wish at the absolute best for you guys. And so that is an example right there of two friends that are like, look, I don't see it the way you see it and you don't see it the way I see it, but we're still going to love each other and hug it out. And that's what we need to strive for. And like Ken said, I think both of us have matured in this area that we aren't blasting it from the rooftops, hoping that we win an argument. We are just sharing what we believe and what we want for our own families. And the second that it affects our families, that's when you're going to hear from me. You're not going to hear from me any longer if it's something that has to do with you. If it's something that affects the people I love most in this world, that's when you're going to see an Instagram story from this point forward. That is just it, sis. You just hit the nail on the head. That's the difference. That's the change from our senior years in high school to now. That is the change to me bringing McCain cut out and you getting most opinionated. So, you know, I am a different woman. I want everyone to know that. I just want to say how serendipitous it is that Ken's and I did not know each other in high school. And yet we were both bringing McCain cutouts to school signs and cutouts. So there's something very funny there. And God has a sense of humor with who he brings together. And he's like, shut up, girls, just listen to my will and be quiet. Yeah. So so we really just, we want peace. We want help. We want protection over our families. And this was definitely not something easy to share. I'm so glad that we ended up doing this, though, because if it helps even one person, even just think about it or research it, then that's enough for me. Amen. Should I praise this? Yes, please do. Name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Lord, it has been such a week. I ask you to just bless every woman and man who is experiencing such a deep loss. This is the month of Mary. Would you send her home to her children and allow her to wrap her arms around each person listening to this episode and anyone experiencing death, miscarriage, loss of any kind, sickness, whatever it is. We need you, Lord, more than more than ever now. We cling to you on the cross. We know you were there. You were always present in every moment. God, you were with us in the waiting, in the loss, in the mourning, in the, in the crazy mood swings and seasons that we're going through. You were always there. We can always talk with you. We can say anything on our hearts and you are with us. You are ever present. Send your spirit forth. Help it to shine through us. Even when we feel conviction and anger and, and like we need to get a word in or we need to stand for truth and justice. Can you walk before us in those moments? 
and help us to come always from a place of love. Mm -hmm. Please watch over every single person listening now. Bring back health and joy and peace to our country and to our world now more than ever. Thank you, Jesus, that you're a good, 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 good father and friend. Help us to love you more. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Unraveled Podcast. To stay a part of the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast. Thanks for listening.